I V M. You are listening to the Signal Daily, brought to you by Front Page Studios. Globally, governments are increasingly prioritizing to make period products free. And in the latest development, Scotland has made period products free for everyone, making it the first nation in the world to do so. Local officials in Scotland are now required by law to offer free sanitary products like tampons and pads to quote-unquote anyone who needs them. The Period Products Act, which was passed in 2020, has finally come into effect, which makes it a legal right to receive period products for free in the nation. And who's to thank for this? Scottish politician Monica Lennon, the woman who has been tirelessly working to eradicate period poverty since 2016. In a statement cited by BBC, she said, "The Period Products Act is a ray of hope that demonstrates what can be accomplished when legislators work together for the benefit of the constituents they represent, especially at a time when the cost of living crisis takes hold." It's also significant to note that, according to a research by George Mason University, approximately 14% of American college students have trouble paying for period products, a percentage that is particularly high in black and latina women. Researchers have also discovered that women who frequently struggle to pay for period products are more prone to depression. One doesn't realize it, but period poverty is a serious issue. And as for India, the outbreak of COVID-19 in 2020 has only made the country's current period poverty worse. When the government originally declared a nationwide lockdown on March 24, 2020, period products were not listed as essentials. It's a sad state of affairs considering that India is home to over 350 million women, trans men and other members of the LGBTQIA+ community who menstruate. But other countries around the world are changing and changing for good. While Scotland is the first nation to provide menstrual products free of charge on a national level, Other countries such as New Zealand and Kenya offer period supplies for free in all public schools. The Australian government too has been offering free pads and tampons in all public schools in New South Wales and Victoria since 2018 in an effort to reduce the stigma associated with menstruation. It's interesting to know that under EU rules in 2001, tampons and sanitary pads were taxed at 5% since they weren't considered as essentials. And 20 years later, a BBC report reveals that the tampon tax or the 5% VAT charge on sanitary items was abolished in January 2021. Like the same, it's better late than never. Scotland took the first step. We can only hope that other countries, especially India, will follow suit soon. For the next few minutes, you're going to know a little more than you did yesterday from the world of technology, business, policy, and anything that leaves you with a food for thought. Hi, I'm Shorbari. I'm a writer and producer for the show. I'll be taking over from Farine for a few days, and this is the deep dive for August 18, 2022. China, which had imposed a controversial one-child policy for 35 long years till 2015, is now desperately trying to lift its birth rate. From encouraging flexible work hours to tax deductions and housing subsidies, the Chinese government has come up with a slew of incentives to try to encourage people to expand their families. A report on South China Morning Post said that in July, in a policy document that was issued by 17 ministries under the State Council, the cabinet said that an integrated approach would be taken to support marriage and make it easier for couples to have up to three children. And to elaborate a little more on some of the measures that have been proposed. 
One of the incentives in the offering is providing family-friendly workplaces, which have flexible work hours or work-from-home option for employees with children. Tax breaks will be offered to couples who have children aged under three, and there are already certain tax incentives in place for families that have school-going children currently. Then, some of the support measures for housing include allowing families with multiple children that do not own their own home to withdraw money from the housing provident fund to pay their rent. There's also a proposal to provide bigger public housing flats to families with more children. The state council also wants active involvement from local governments for support measures like insurance, education, housing, and employment to encourage people to have children. And this kind of effort to actively improve birth rates has been going on since the past year. For example, China had extended maternity leaves from 128 days to 158 days. In some instances, some Chinese cities are now even going to the extent of giving cash handouts to families if they have a second or a third child. Another measure that China is mulling over, according to a Reuters report, is to discourage abortions and make fertility treatment more accessible. Now, the reason it's come down to all these measures is because due to the government-imposed birth control programs in the previous decades, the country's total fertility rate, or TFR, which indicates the average number of children born by a childbearer, came down to 1.16 in 2021. And this is one of the lowest in the world. And the birth rate continues to fall despite the government scrapping the contentious one-child policy which had reportedly resulted in as many as 60 million missing girls in China. This low TFR is going to have some serious implications going forward. For instance, China has one of the fastest growing aging population. According to the country's National Health Commission estimates, more than 30% of China's population is expected to be aged over 60 after 2035. And this will present challenges for public health and the country's socio-economic development. But perhaps all of this is a cautionary tale for India where the demand for a two-child policy keeps propping up off and on. Despite all the criticisms around such measures, several states like Madhya Pradesh and Uttar Pradesh have tried to draft population control bills. Recently, BJP MP Ravi Kishan also said that he would introduce a private member's bill on population control in the Lok Sabha. A private member's bill is unlikely to become a law, but the good news is that these drastic measures won't be needed because according to NFHS 5 data, India's TFR has already declined from 2.2 in 2015 to 16 to 2.0 in 2019 to 21. This is a good sign of progress in population stabilization measures. And the key word here is stabilization, not control. You can catch this podcast every morning on Spotify, Apple, Amazon Prime Music, Google Podcasts or wherever you listen to your podcasts. We are the signal.co on Instagram, LinkedIn and Twitter.